So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Podcast listeners, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. Thank you for being here. The purpose of this podcast is to help you grow uh, your photography business. And we're doing that by bringing in other industry experts. Sometimes they're photographers. Sometimes they're completely out of the industry. Maybe they're just marketing gurus or entrepreneurs themselves. Other times, it's just me rambling and ranting about something on my little soapbox. <laughs> uh, but today, we have Philip Bloom. And uh, Philip Bloom, he is of The Blooms. That is their photography studio with his wife, Eileen. He's also, uh, they're also um, a part of their community. Well, it's called community. Community, community, which is where they uh, help inspire, educate, teach photographers um, how to build a business that, that allows them to design the life that they want to live, uh, empowering others. And so we're going to be talking about some, uh, and kind of an interesting, I'm going to suggest it's an interesting conversation to be had because not very many people have taken it at the direction that Philip has taken it. We're going to be talking about mini sessions today. And, uh, and so Philip, welcome to the show. Ben, thank you, sir. That was, that was fun. I, I've listened to you, uh, do podcasts enough now that I'm, I'm standing over here. I wish you could see me. I'm trying to lip sync your introduction and just all the energy. So <laughs> I love it. I feel more confident already. Good. I gotta say it's, it's hard to bring the energy, you know, like with, it, I feel like with, tw- we were chatting about this briefly, but it's yeah. like this, this, this storm in the world of like, we've got the pandemic, we have what's going on um, with the protests and just the awareness that's being drawn there. I've got it my is. kids crying in the background while I'm stuck at home. So it's yes. like, I'm like, it's, I feel like I've got, an, uh, an ear listening in every direction, you know, know like my attention is just, it's, it's a it's different a, world than where you come from. I mean, this year has been different. Our, um, our studio manager here, my good friend, Chris, uh, his, he and his wife just found out they're expecting a baby. The due date is January 1st, 2021. And we were all agreeing that's a smart baby. Just, you know, stay isolated <laughs> in the best place possible and maybe just uh-huh. skip skip the year. But actually, I mean, all in all, and I, I think you'd agree with this, the, the heaviness and the hardness, um, there's growth, there's growth coming through it. So I'm glad to be here um, in yeah. the world, despite it all. 
um, but also just acknowledging it. And, and uh, it's, it's hard. There's no getting around that. No, no happy notes, but, um, but, yeah. but thankful for the growth for sure. Absolutely. Philip, can you tell me, I want to actually ask you a little bit about your community, community. Because yeah. um, I'd love, you know, I'd love even for you to maybe give a, a clearer, a clearer uh, explanation maybe than I even gave, um, unless I just nailed it. Listen, that's fair. Maybe I knocked <laughs> oh, yeah, it out no, of the park. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'd love for you to kind of, um, to share a little bit about the community that you, that you and Eileen uh, have created. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Eileen and I have this weird kind of backwards story in the way that we got into the education industry within photography, just because we were kind of, um, back when we started, uh, teaching at conferences and things, we weren't, we were somewhat new in the industry. Um, we, but we were experiencing some really cool things, which we'll talk about during this, this time, I think. Um, and so we had, we had just a special invitation opportunity to, to speak about those and it was at WPPI and, and then some of the other big conferences. And so we were kind of speaking at big conferences right away um, at a time when it was our introduction to the industry. We didn't even know that there were like places where people, photographers got together. Um, and up to that point, we had just been feeling so isolated, um, like a lot of photographers do, not knowing who's out there, just working from home behind a monitor. Um, so it was a time for us with the, the, our personalities and our souls just thrived uh, in meeting all these people. And we, I, I think that's probably something that defines us most is we just love people and, and maybe we go deep too fast, but we, we like to go deep with people and just uh, meet them for who they are. Uh, and so, and so we really started to build a real authentic, healthy community just by the people we met rather than like any kind of um, intentional marketing or anything. So what, what formed was community, which we felt was just the cry of our hearts is literally the verb come, you know, come unity. Um, this desire for not, not just work-life balance. Um, to me, when I hear work-life balance, I think a lot of people hear um, you're working for your weekends, you know, you're like slaving away, you do it whether you like it or not. And then Finally, you can put it behind you and rest a little bit before you have to go back to the work. Um, and for us, we never wanted that kind of balance. Uh, we wanted we wanted a unity where we filtered our work choices through our values and made sure that what we're doing in our photography business uh, reflects those values and actually contributes to our lives. That we're enjoying it because it is part of our life, um, and that it gives back to our now that we have children and, and you know, their formation, that it's, it's, um, it's something that they can be proud of and learn from as they watch. So really, it's, it's something that I know you value a lot, Ben, which is just um, uh, mindset. And so that's really the, the focus of um, what we talk about and what we learn from each other. Uh, now that we do have like a big online um, kind of meeting place and group, um, and then we're just a lot, uh, able to, to help each other kind of uh, I think grow our photography businesses by focusing on our visions um, and keeping each other accountable for that. So that's really the, the focus of our group. And it's really, what I love about that is it, it has built really cool friendships. So it's been a joy uh, for sure. It's awesome. Yeah. That was way clearer than, uh, than Mitchell. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I knew there was so much more and I, and I just needed to hear it directly from you. Philip. So this conversation around mini sessions is, well, 
maybe unbeknownst to some listeners, relatively controversial, at least oh, yeah. in my circle, right? Like so, so within the circle of, um, let let me kind of give you an idea of where the the controversy may may arise. Mm. In general, um, the industry, and and I'm making generalizations to be clear. There's there's a stigma about mini sessions that um, that it kind of cheapens what we do. Um, and, and it's hard to run like a sustainable, profitable business with kind of this mini session model, the traditional mini session model, which maybe you can explain, um, here in just a second, um, of kind of like a rapid churn, you know, you know, 10 minute sessions, 15 minute sessions, you know, hundred bucks type of a thing. Um, and, 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 and I've even seen it go so far as, as a conversation around like how it's not only hurting your business, but it's like a disservice to, uh, to the clients, mm. right? So like that, that you're kind of robbing them of the whole experience. Now, this is, this is, I've, I've seen some photography educators hold this type of stance and yet cl- like mini sessions are massive. They're huge. I bet most photographers have not heard that position. And even as I'm expressing right now, you're thinking to yourself, what? That's ridiculous. No, mini sessions are a great way to like get a, a, an injection of cash into your business to get marketing and word of mouth out there. It serves the client because they can afford a family session. It's a quick little thing. It doesn't have to be this big to do. So I, I hear both sides. And yeah. um, I just, I guess I just want to draw attention to that um, because oh, yeah. what I've seen you do is I, I feel like this is at least what I make up, Philip, is that you've got a great awareness to both sides. And it sounds like you've got a new approach to mini sessions. Um, is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact, you, you're really hitting the nail on the head, I think, in, as far as just a perfect uh, segue into helping anyone who's listening right now just make a mental shift about what we're talking about. Um, Many sessions, you don't have to do a very scientific research to figure out um, how universal and true uh, that kind of um, that basic definition of mini session that you just described uh, is. It's just so universal. You can go on Instagram and, and hashtag mini session and you'll see, especially seasonally, just a whole stream of a uh, hundred dollar uh, you know, $150, uh, 15 minute sessions. And typically it's also all the same structure, right? It's, it's that short amount of time for a low price that can get in, you know, almost anybody can afford and it's accessible. And then the product is a limited number of digital images, right? So you're, you're handing over, uh, generally you'll see it's the hundred dollars and it's 10 images or, um, or if you're being really exclusive, maybe it's only five images that you get, uh, but but that's always the formula. That's always um, the way it works. So when we were, uh, I guess, you know, looking back 10 years ago, when we first experimented with this, uh, it was a time when uh, in our lives, we had just, we had just gotten married and started our photography business that same year. Um, so 2008. And we were wedding photographers. We're still, you know, if, if you go to our website now, it's all wedding photography. You're not going to see our family portraiture um, on our website. Even uh, people in the industry tend to know us as wedding photographers, um, and, and we focused on growing that that client experience and growing a luxury brand that has allowed us to photograph weddings around the world. Um, so it's kind of funny that what people don't realize is that behind the scenes, the actual engine of our fastest growing business um, financially. 
uh, is not even the luxury weddings that we do. That's kind of the facade. Um, and the mini sessions have actually been the, uh, the, the tool, the engine we use to create a really well diversified, but also a sustainable business um, that we can literally create almost, you know, weddings you're planning out for a year, maybe um, all of this kind of, um, you become more than a photographer, you're a wedding planner, you're a, a cooperating with other vendors, uh, all these things. You're, you're dealing with the mother of the bride and who knows what emotions. Um, with mini sessions, we kind of plan out um, our mini session events, we call them. And an event would be something that takes place over a day or two and it's kind of publicly advertised. And we can plan them out two, maybe three weeks ahead. And there's, there's nothing to be done other than just put the booking process in place. And we end up with, when we began, we were, we were right at the beginning nailing almost $10,000 weekends through mini sessions. So if that tells, if anyone who's tried mini sessions before knows that doesn't make sense, <laughs> uh, that's, that's different than um, typical mini sessions because you would have to be doing 10 mini sessions just to nail $1,000, how you book that many people. And so for us um, at that time in our business, uh, I'll talk a little bit about this in a, in a minute rather than go into all of it now, but we were, our business was struggling and failing and we decided we actually didn't want we were just learning. We didn't want to shoot and burn anymore. Um, we had actually had a wedding client who we had photographed a year before. Um, this amazing couple. We they weren't personal friends of ours. We just knew them through work. We photographed their wedding, and they they called us up one day and invited us to come celebrate their anniversary with them, which, <laughs> which kind of like for Eileen and me, it blew our minds. Um, but it made us happy. I mean, that's that was our goal. Was we loved our couples. Um, we weren't giving them a great business experience yet. We were still learning that, but we, we loved people and we made friends with them, you know? Um, so, so they invited us and we got to their apartment for this anniversary, first anniversary party. And, uh, we, we, we were so honored that we were invited to it after six months of not even seeing them that we, we had to bring a gift. So we had printed out one of our favorite wedding portraits that we had created with them. Uh, we, we printed it out as an 11 by 14. We put it in a nice box with a ribbon around it. Um, and we arrived there at the door and we're knocking. It's really quiet. We think we we had to get the wrong date. We have to be in the wrong place. There's no party going on here. And, and this bride, former bride of ours opens the door and they're so happy to see us there. Come on in. There's no anniversary party. They literally just invited Eileen and me to sit down at a home cooked candlelit dinner in their apartment. And we're, and we're thinking to ourselves like this, this is amazing. This is why we're blessed to do this job. And then we hand them this gift and she, she's opening the box. She's untying the bow, lifts the picture out. And she literally starts we, like weeping, like tears coming down her cheeks. And I remember, I remember telling Eileen, my first instinct was, oh my gosh, like this is her least favorite wedding picture. We never should have chosen <laughs> to gift this one. Um, what is wrong? Uh, and and she, said, she says to us, um, this is the first time we've seen any of our wedding pictures printed. This is so beautiful. And Eileen and I look at each other because we know that can't be right. We, we had quick turnaround time from the beginning. We were, you know, within... Three or four weeks, we had all of their digital images in their hands, and um, and come to find out, they had they had those digital images on a disc. You know, back then we even like customized the CDs and printed their picture on it, and 
it was in a drawer somewhere. And as we started to survey our two years worth of wedding clients, none of them had ever had any prints. And so we literally made a, had to make a, a shift based on values. We said, what in the world? We, we don't want to make a career out of just like giving, just like giving people, showing people a happy, fun time while we take their pictures and then they have no heirlooms left. All the art that we created, all that we took pride in and planned out and considered creativity and storytelling, we're, we don't want to spend our lives doing a career like that and then none of it actually is ever produced or none of it lasts. And so mm-hmm. when we decided we're going to do the big shift from just handing over digital negatives, which we realized up to that point, we had been doing that disservice that you mentioned, a disservice to our clients. And all the while, not looking at our books and realizing that structure was also killing our business. Like we were at that point of just over two years in where most people are going to within the next year or so after that, and most photography businesses are going to fail because they're going to find out really quickly that their expenses were higher than what they could possibly charge for service. Um, and that was mm-hmm. us. We, we were um, editing photos into the night, you know, or we're newlyweds, but our, our relationship's struggling because we're always sad by side by side, but we're always looking at the opposite computer monitors, like away from each other. Um, and our, our friends call us to hang out and it's always, we're busy. They call us again. I know you're usually busy, but can you hang out tonight? And pretty soon they just stop calling because they know it's never possible. Yeah. And that was the life we were living. Um, all the while, suddenly not able to pay our mortgage, weren't even paying for garbage pickup. I would collect all of our garbage and like save it for the, uh, a couple weeks and then put it in the trunk of our car to drive it myself to the dump. And it, our car would stink. It was just poor. It's not what we were aiming for. Um, so we, we decided, okay, we're going to try sales. We're going to try to make a product, which allows you, we're starting to learn some things. We decided to stop being artists and go back to Eileen's business degree and actually maybe consider some business principles that people have studied for a few centuries and um, try those. And so we, we decided we're going to focus on prints and albums, but you can't just do that with wedding photography one day. You, you know, your weddings are booked out several months or a year and our business was failing right that moment. So we decided to try something we hated, which was the mini sessions. We hated the idea of mini sessions. We knew that it was the the traditional mini session was exactly why we were failing at that moment. It was that model of just shoot, burn and volume. Just try to pump through as many people as you can without having any time to give them any kind of experience or relationship building. Um, And we thought, okay, we're not going to try to do volume. We're not going to try to do a hundred mini sessions this week. Uh, and see if we can survive it and make a dime. Um, we're going to apply everything we know about sales that usually people only apply to weddings because it's kind of spaced out over a long experience. And we're going to try to adapt it to mini sessions. And we, we scheduled that first weekend ever of mini sessions just to practice, just to practice our in-person sales. Um, and it was, it was that first weekend where instead of any kind of digital negatives, um, instead of any of that, we put in place a um, select and order your artwork products afterward type of system. Um, and again, it was, it blew our minds because that first weekend we just tried it as an experiment and we averaged $800 per mini session. And when you stack, when we stack those back to back, we made that $10,000 in one weekend more than we were making from weddings. Um, 
with, with none of the extra hassle. So uh, from there, it's been 10 years of trying to sort of perfecting that system um, and, and helping just being able to travel around into um, other, mostly working with photographers who are in really poor markets like ours. Ours happens to have the highest poverty rate in the United States of America. So that was kind of the market we were dealing with. We didn't want that to be an excuse or to complain about that. We wanted to solve the problem. Um, so mostly we're working with photographers who just want to diversify and, and make their business sustainable. Uh, I think a lot of people are feeling that now when weddings and event type things kind of fall out from underneath us. Um, and so that's, that, that's kind of our story, but also our story, I guess, is the long answer to what you're asking, which is our mini sessions are not a shoot and burn. Um, we begin with the, the basic premise that you can take a 20 minute session and do so many crazy marketing things with it that you could never do with larger form photography or event photography. Um, and it's become just this, it's become this system that has just exploded our marketing organically uh, throughout our local area and region as well. So I don't know, that probably raises some questions for you because I try to avoid some of the details, but just give you the story. Real quick, out of curiosity, the very first mini session that you did, was it surrounded any sort of special event? You know, you see a lot of mini sessions around holidays or Valentine's Day or whatever. It's like, you know, like spring. Yes. There's like kind of uh, very, it's very seasonal. I'm just curious, was your first one themed? We don't do any themes and we haven't for a decade. I mean, but we do what you're saying, like attaching, attaching them to the calendar is powerful stuff. I mean, when I was in journalism school, we knew that just in terms of stuff stories and filling the newspaper pages, you, you always want to connect whatever your product is, whether it's your newspaper story or your photography sessions, connect them somehow personally to your potential client, uh, in their mind. And so you can, that is one of the most just natural, easy ways to do our mini sessions events. So the publicly announced mini sessions, I keep uh, kind of stressing that because while we do maybe two mini session events that are publicly known a year, um, we only make those publicly known once or twice a year. Um, so the, the demand remains high. It's not like we're just doing them all the time and you can pick one up whenever you want to. On the other hand, we have another strategy that keeps our mini sessions playing in the background. So in reality, we're, we're actually photographing mini sessions all year round. When it comes to those events though, you're right. Like um, our most popular ones are, usually uh, the fall mini sessions leading into the holidays. And it's just very easy to announce that publicly and say, um, this is an opportunity for you to create your greeting cards, your holiday cards and Christmas cards. Um, and so that becomes kind of a, an easy anchor that you can use in your marketing um, that is uh, just kind of awakens people's minds up to the fact that there is something that personally they're anticipating and excited about. They already have good emotions uh, connected in their minds to the upcoming holidays. Um, and so we're, we're serving a need rather than just saying, Hey, look, we have the most beautiful, awesome photography. Have you ever seen family photography like ours? If you want the most beautiful photography, you'll come to us. We're awesome. Instead of talking in that way that most of us speak, we're able to say, listen, you have a need. We see it. It's, it starts out as an external need. We see you need Christmas cards, but then for Eileen and me, we're always asking, the next question, which is what, what is that external need attached to? What's the internal need? And it's an internal need for them to want to feel close to their families. They want to 
honor and display at the center of their homes what is most important to them, their families. And so we're able to speak ab- about it in that way. And, um, and absolutely, like leading into a holiday, some calendar event, uh, some of our students are doing this super successfully on just every single calendar event that, um, that they can on Mother's Day, Father's Day. Um, and there's some of those obvious, we do some crazy, we do some really interesting ones behind the scenes that are not publicly announced that are also attached to calendar events, but it's, it's a big way to get it, get in the door. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S. T.O. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing, too, is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Do you remember when you started your photography business, like it was no small feat. It took late nights. It took early mornings. It took the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little bit easier? Uh, Our friends at FreshBooks, they have the solution. So FreshBooks is invoicing and accounting software, and it is designed specifically for small business owners, not like massive shops, small business owners. It is simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized. Uh, well, then, uh, for me, it's, it's like the bottom drawer of like my Ikea furniture, but maybe you're like the shoebox kind of person with the crumbled receipts. Either way, with FreshBooks, you create and send professional-looking invoices in like 30 seconds tops, and then you get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time, which is my biggest downfall is that organization for tax time. And here's the best part. With FreshBooks, it grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs 
of accounting. So join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks. There's a 30-day free trial. There's no catch. There's no credit card required. 30 days free. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com forward slash photography and enter six-figure photography. And how did you hear about us? That's the little section there. How did you hear about us? Six-figure photography. You guys, at this point... Let's hop back to the show. So I've, uh, you said something that I got to go back to and try to find some clarity on. Yes. So it sounds like you said that you, there's a difference between what you're calling a mini session event, which you guys only do two of, but then you, you, you kind of very low key mentioned, but you're doing mini sessions throughout the year. Can you help me to understand more of, of that structure or what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so this is kind of, um, this is something that even when we teach this class, we, um, we, we got to go around and uh, Professional Photographers of America, PPA, um, have really been excited seeing how this is helping, especially photographers who are struggling uh, or in bad markets. So we got to go around to a lot of PPA affiliates around the country. And even when we teach this as like a full day class, we don't always get to this part. So this, so Yeah. Anyone who's listening, I hope you perk your ears up, and I'm going to try to explain this in a nutshell. Um, but one thing you can really ruin your mini session system with, um, and, and it was something that you need to, to shift in order to do what we call maximizing your mini sessions, just literally making the most uh, incredible profit out of them, is to make sure that you don't uh, make the supply so available that, that it's, it's not desirable. Your, your clients have to feel desire for something um, and it has to feel exclusive. It has to feel rare um, for them to take action. So, so it's not a, what I love about marketing that I used to hesitate about. I was like, I never want to, or sales even for that matter. I never want to trick anyone into doing anything. Um, to me, the idea of sales tactics when I wasn't familiar with, with them um, was always kind of greasy, like used car salesman stuff, you know? Sure, uh, I don't sure. want to take advantage of people. And what, I've, what I'm learning more and more is that there are huge pockets of clients out there who are, to be frank, they're people I didn't ever meet when I was growing up. I grew up in, for, on, in American terms, extreme poverty. Um, the kind of stuff where I remember Christmases where you know our, our church brought gifts because my parents couldn't afford gifts. Uh, I remember, you know, my parents crying together at the kitchen table at night as I'm over hearing them talk about um, they don't want to accept the food stamps just because of, of pride and, and um, just hurt, hurting knowing that they're having to accept something as a handout. So that was my experience growing up. And I think I, I kind of carry a survivor's guilt with me that I'm learning now um, when we sell or market to our clients, we're actually you know, we're, we're using our marketing strategy to meet the people who I never walked in their circles. They're, they're affluent, they have disposable income and they're not like the rich people who I thought of when I was younger. They're amazing, generous, like the biggest givers to charity, the biggest lovers of their communities. And they have money to pour into it. They give, they donate. Um, and so we're meeting a lot of those people by, um, donating our mini sessions to charity events, to auctions. Um, we're, we're specifically targeting charities that we want to help. So now we're able to actually give back to some amazing 
groups doing amazing things who also need help marketing as the, as nonprofits that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're able to, through, through that, meet the people who have the disposable income, who are generous, who share our values, who are giving also to those, and we immediately have a connection. So that, for example, is just one way that we get a lot of our mini session clients that make up our backyard business. So we might do a mini sessions event for the fall, for the holidays. We might do that in a public park somewhere, some beautiful garden. Um, But most of the time throughout the year, we have a dozen different places, including charity events, where our certificates for our mini sessions are going out to ideal clients. And then those people call in to book their sessions with us that they that they bid for and won at an auction or got in some other way. Um, they book those and they just come and we shoot. It's a mini session. It's all focused on, doesn't have to be like you said, it doesn't have to be themed. We don't build any props. We focus on an interactive experience that allows that family to connect and to reaffirm um, emotions and love for each other that maybe they don't speak on a regular basis. Maybe they went the whole year without speaking it. We give them that opportunity and we focus on their expressions, them, not, not the environment around them. We can do it in one small little place. And after 20 minutes, like they still have high energy. They're not sweating yet. It's just this amazing high that, that, that opens up their limbic brain. You know, you, we store those kind of experiences in a different part of our brain altogether. Um, and it, it's an emotional part of our brain. And when it comes to business, what's brilliant is that the emotional part of your brain also happens to be the same part of your brain that's responsible for purchasing decisions. What do we value enough to spend money on? And so when our clients come back in and look at their pictures, it awakens those memories, those feelings and connection points that they had during a 20 minute session together. And that is just one of the ingredients that just helps the, the sales um, and the print orders and things like that to, um, to, to maximize, to um, just multiply. Um, so we're definitely, um, that's kind of our private mini sessions. We're able to continually have a stream of people coming in for those. And yet the public is never aware of them. And so when we do, reveal a, a once a year or twice a year big event where we're going to try to book up two whole days full of mini sessions. Um, then we can say literally, Hey, these, these are all the publicly announced mini sessions for the year. They're, they're going fast. These spots are already booked. Um, and that drives our clients to, uh, or even new clients. A lot of our clients are return every year, uh, which is another thing that's great and different than wedding photography. Um, but that client loyalty then they book up very quickly every year as a matter of tradition for themselves. Yeah, it makes sense. So I'm curious, maybe this is a matter of semantics. I'm curious if, as I'm listening, it sounds like you do two mini session events a year, but then what I'm making up is that the others are, they sound just more like portrait sessions, just like your regular standard portrait session. Is this a semantics thing or what what kind of makes the other events the one-offs yeah. Um, in that category of mini session versus, you know, just your, your standard portrait session. Exactly. Okay. So there's a couple of things here. Um, one is that, so we, we have very successfully for 10 years called our sessions, mini sessions. We use that terminology. Um, but then we also have a lot of students in our course, in our mastermind who, um, they feel better about just not leave, leaving that off because there is an association 
that especially photographers, but also a good many people in the public and the general public have an association with what, what, what is a mini session. And so you could potentially just leave that word out and call it a portrait session. The difference though, technically semantically is that, um, we have regular portrait sessions available. Um, and most photography businesses, I know this is how we started our whole wedding and portrait photography business at the beginning. We thought we'll create a website and, um, we'll, we'll take really beautiful photos and they will, you know, we'll get so good and learn so much about taking photos that they'll be more beautiful than everyone else. <laughs> and we'll stand at the top of this mountain and our photos will shine so brightly. Everyone will flock to us and you build that website and you, you just wait for people to call you or drop you an inquiry form. Um, and, and that never happens. And you wonder why in the heck not? So with portrait sessions, let's say a, what I think of a portrait session is a full length, maybe 90 minutes or longer. Um, that family uh, probably wants to do it at their home or you want to do it at some special location that's meaningful to them. Uh, you may travel for it. It may be a family who um, is out of town and you're willing to travel to them for that portrait session. So there's a lot of extra time. There's a lot of extra process that goes into it. And we offer those. If someone does happen to, you know, once in a while, um, even to this day, we don't get a flood of just natural portrait inquiries through our website. That's not how our business works. Once in a while, we'll get a random inquiry through our inquiry form for a portrait. And we'll tell them, yeah, great. Uh, portrait session lasts 90 minutes. Um, it's, I think, $300. And portraits, uh, artwork, and digital negatives are sold separately. Where would you like to do this at your home? And we'll go through all of this. That's a typical portrait session. A mini session is so, uh, it, it really is in its nature on many levels, minimalistic. And it takes out all of the, the costs, um, the time costs, and a lot of the physical costs that um, are the expenses that our businesses have that we don't appreciate. And it, it requires them to come to us. So if they're coming to our backyard, we're not, we're not making it all about um, some huge epic image every time it's very much focused more on the interaction. And so it becomes a different product line, if you think of it that way, than our full yeah, sessions. Um, and, and one sometimes allows you to sell the other because instead of just saying, look, let's, we do pictures and let's customize it to you. Um, and then people have all these questions and it leads to consumer retreat because they don't know exactly you know, if people aren't sure what your portrait session that you're offering looks like, even just the nervousness about not knowing that leads to consumer retreat. If you give them a very clear product and you say, this is what our full length portrait sessions will be, um, we'll come to you, we'll do this. And, and this is what our mini sessions are. This is also really popular if you just want to come here to create, um, you know, images that are specifically focused on, on uh, you guys, your personalities and all those in-between expressions and things that you love so much in your kids right now, then this is just an ideal uh, and sort of an easy entryway to do it. So that's one of the big distinguishing things. And we offer both. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, cool. So then it seems like also the, one of the big um, uh, differentiators between your model here as well is that there is a direct in-person print sale offered right after the session. Is that accurate? Partly. So we have, it's funny, just, um, 
we just recently, in fact, I was live in the, um, in our mastermind group for this the other week, trying to experiment with our very first ever, um, lot or immediate print sale. So if you imagine like doing 20 minute session and then doing just saying, okay, that was great. Now come into our studio or come into our living room, wherever you're selling to clients, come on in and let's sell to you right away and real quick upload the pictures and kind of call them on the fly. Uh, we've never done that except just recently tried it for the first time. So how'd it go? Uh, it, it didn't go great because in fact, we actually, um, we do have some of our students doing this. And so I know the principle behind, the behind it, because we talk about that a lot. And some of our mentors who are in the case studies in our course um, do this constantly. And so they teach on it very well. Um, but for us, we focus on families with uh, a lot of them with younger kids, some of them with teenage kids, but a lot of them younger. Um, and 20 minutes is this beautiful, beautiful space for me in terms of taking portraits. It really allows me to create this experience where no one walks away with a bad taste in their mouth. Everyone walks away on a high. Um, you know, all of us, whether we're portrait photographers or wedding photographers, know how this goes with the grumpy groom, right? Um, the quicker you get, the quicker you can get him out of portraits, the happier he's going to be. Um, and, and you work quickly. And, and they're just big kids, basically, because that's the way that kids are. They have a certain attention span. <laughs> Um, and, and when you're, when you think, oh, you know, my, my photographer down the road, my competition offers a, an hour long portrait session. I know how to outcompete them. I'll give a two hour long portrait session and you're, you're giving away one of your most, it is one of your most valuable, um, commodities. It's your time. It's your most valuable possession. You're giving it away. And not only does it not mean anything to your client, it actually, takes away from their experience because the kids start to melt down. They don't feel well. Whereas for us, we, it's been so rich. Just like we have kids all the time who color a color, a picture after they go home and their parents send it to us of them being a photographer. Cause now they want to be a photographer when they grow up, they just had the best, most fun, um, like the games and scenarios that we walk them through. It's just like interaction that sometimes they haven't had with their parents. A lot of them, um, mm for a long time. So, so it, it makes dad happy. It makes, um, kids happy and, and thereby makes mom happy a lot of times. Um, so you're not doing it right after. So then what is that? Yeah. Sorry. I got, I got carried away from the sales part a little bit. So we did, we went in this recent experiment. Um, the kids, we were going to try it. We started it. The kids were not feeling it. Um, in fact, the twins that they had, um, were recently adopted and we're, um, very, um, cautious the whole time, even in the session, just not to overwhelm them with too much stimuli, um, any of that stimulation that they just need to feel security at this point. So we're like, you know what, y'all go ahead and go home. The only reason we were trying this is because um, they live two hours away. They're not our typical local mini client who shows up. Um, they got one of the certificates and it was so compelling that even though they lived a couple hours away, they came to us for it. Um, and so we said, you know what, what we're going to do is what we do with most of our clients. And that is uh, actually an, an online uh, sales session, which is another thing that's like, like standard mini sessions. People tend to, uh, I guess you could say it's controversial. Like people will always tell you that selling pictures online can never be as profitable as doing it in person. Um, and just, we, we just weren't willing to accept that with especially with our destination weddings early on, we started to experiment with how can we make this a really every 
part of the experience, the psychology of sales, everything. How can we put it into an online format? And so we do online sales sessions most of the time. We always have. It's not like a new thing that we started after COVID or anything. Um, it's just part of the system. And and those uh, that system now averages us the same sales as in person. Um, so so that's what we do. That's generally what we're we like. If they're local, we like them to come back in because we. That's kind of like a, a, a free time that we can hang out with clients and, and grow that bond. It's a very low stress, no pressure kind of sales session we do. And so it's good, it's good personal time with them. And we learn, we learn from our clients when we listen to them. Yeah. Um, we learn so much about what the pictures they're looking for are and that sort of thing. But mostly it's online. Looking for clarity on the online portion of it. Is this just a gallery where they will go to online and they could um, order an album, they could they could view their prints and make their decision, or is it still like a in person online, like over a Zoom or something like that type yes. of uh, an interaction that you're guiding them through the experience? Right. So hybrid of those two. I know a lot of people have um, experimented with trying to do the whole uh, sales session that they normally, if they already are doing that, try to just adapt that and do the same thing online. Um, and, and I think most of us find that that's kind of a clunky, um, uncomfortable experience because you don't really control the environment and you don't always control the consistency of the feed and all these things. So we do a, a hybrid. It's not just a gallery. Um, I can tell you if you, if you just send a gallery to someone, um, a lot of us, hopefully we've all been in that, those same shoes and had that same experience. Eileen and I hire a photographer every year a different photographer usually just to have different experiences and sort of feel what's it like to be on the other side of this. Um, and every time that we have a photographer, even a very talented, one of the photographers we admire and we're so excited to get our pictures taken from them. We'll sometimes just get a gallery from them in our email. And I can't, I can't tell you how excited we are. We're like, Oh shoot, look, the gallery just dropped. It's in our email. Eileen, Eileen, come over here. Look at this. We'll open it up. Oh man. These like the photographer rocked it out. We're so excited. And then I can tell you what the next sentence is. It's like, wow, I can't wait to come back to these. All right, kids, get your shoes on, close up the computer, get out in the van. We got to go. We're always, we're living our lives. And if that gallery just lands in our email, it doesn't matter how excited we are, how much we love the photographer, it gets delayed and put aside. So the one thing that we do to make sure that that doesn't happen is we still schedule the time of their sales session. We do get on with them uh, on Skype or Zoom and we give them an introduction not only to here's how your gallery works, but here's your deadline for choosing favorites. Hmm. Um, here's what, you know, let me show you hold up samples in front of the camera and remind you this album or this display canvas uh, is what you're choosing for. These are the strategic specials and offerings and packages um, that make it very desirable to order during this limited time. And all we do is an introduction, it takes us 15 minutes. Uh, and then we, we hit send on the gallery email at that point. They've already set aside the time to start looking at it and making decisions right then, even though we're not at their side. And they will have a series of a few automated emails. Uh, and we'll follow, with, follow up with them with one text or phone call if we don't already see them taking action on the back end, see them taking action online themselves. Um, so there is a lot of just sort of automation and communication that happens, but it all starts with just a 15 minute introduction. Wow. That's wild. That's awesome. I, another very straightforward question too. So are, are they receiving anything as a part of these mini sessions in terms of digitals? 
No, they're not. Generally, it's, uh, and, and we're so super clear about that, just qualifying our leads from the beginning. Um, you, the one big mistake, and I, I, I felt this for so long in the beginning of our business, just this feeling of, oh my gosh, we got a lead. Like someone inquired, someone actually likes our photography and they want to book with us. And my desperate, my feeling of desperation inside was, we cannot let this go. We have got to convert this lead. And so we would kind of like, let's just kind of hide and not talk about the, the things that they might sound undesirable. Let's not talk about how digitals aren't included because just get them into the process and they'll figure it out. And it leads to so much um, disappointment and frustration because people mm -hmm. have unmet expectations. And so what, what we understand now is what Seth Godin, I think, says about um, the purpose of marketing, which the purpose of marketing is not... It's, I mean, part of it is to attract clients to yourself. That's maybe less than half of it. The greatest purpose of marketing is to drive people away from you. And when, when you realize that kind of profound idea that your marketing really needs to make sure that people who are not matched well with you as a client get as far away as possible and you don't have any of those frustrating experiences anymore, man, that turns your whole it's part of that unity thing it just turns your whole life and your whole business into such such a joy compared to always um always having to kind of ask forgiveness um mm. so our our marketing our um not only is it very clear from any of the graphic marketing or written marketing we do is a kind of a big no digitals no prints included sold separately um but it's also when someone inquires, they, you know, they saw the marketing, we assume they read it, but they probably didn't read it all. They inquire. And then we don't even let them book right away. We actually send back and say, now make sure you understand this before you book. And you have 24 hours to confirm your booking. If you do initial off and understand all of these things, then go ahead and book. And so we're really making it difficult for someone to book us and misunderstand, um, uh, what we're offering now why would anybody book then why would anybody want this because there is a there is a market in fact it's called neos uh have you heard about have you heard about that research between neos and traditionals in the I marketplace okay no. it's it's brilliant and there's a really great it's either a ted video or a just a um, kind of a summary video of the research they did but the research that they did in all English speaking countries across the world over a period of many, many years, uh, they kind of divided the marketplace into two groups, your neos and your traditionals. Traditionals are the people who we think of. And we're usually trying to book people like this. It's like they just want to bargain. They want to buy something that's inexpensive. Uh, they shop at Walmart and they love the yellow smiley face when it leads them to a sale. Um, it's people like my mom and my grandma who if Cokes are on sale, they will buy like a basement full of two liters and they'll all be flat when you drink them, but they were a few cents cheaper when they got them. Um, so that's your traditionals. And it's crazy that we as photographers, most photographers are doing everything they can to market to that group. Um, and what we offer is not a commodity service guys, like as photography, sometimes I just have to remember or remind our mentees about this, like people don't need photography. They don't. It didn't always even exist. People need food and shelter and clothing and they don't need photography. It is the luxury. It's like selling hot tubs to people. 
Um, it is valuable. It can add so much quality to life and help people connect to their memories and, and actually improve their relationships. If you use it rightly, it's so powerful. We're such visual creatures, but it's not necessary to survive. So we are a not a commodity, but a luxury service business. We want to fo focus not on the traditionals, but on neos. So the other group, neos, are the reason that even during the Great Recession, when Gateway and all these different computer companies were all f uh, failing and folding, uh, even during that time, even though they were like value computers and you could buy them at a great reduced price, Apple was ascending. Apple was exploding in growth during one of the worst economies ever. What kind of business structure is that? Can we, like, can we attach ourselves to that business structure so that during a recession that may be coming right now, during economic hard times, shouldn't we follow that model? And that's exactly what we want to do as photographers is understand that like Apple computers who sells not the least expensive computer, no, frankly, the highest price one, and yet they, they focus on creating an experience and attaching values to that. So, uh, for instance, in our, um, in our business, we're marketing to, to Neos, not by telling them we have the lowest prices, but by frankly having high prices and telling them what we're focused on creating, uh, helping you connect with your family, helping you put what's most important to you and a place of honor at the center of your home. Uh, help your children feel secure as they live in, in the light of seeing their portraits and your family's love on display every day. Um, and, and people, when you filter to the people who love that thing, this is the cool part about it. Neos tend to be, by nature and personality, more like minimalists. It's not that they have more money. They're not the rich people even. They're people who are willing to buy less. They're not materialistic as much. They will have few things, but when they do finally choose to get something, they want it to give them the most emotional satisfaction. They want it to add quality to their life, to give them a better experience in life. Um, and so even in bad, bad economic times, they still purchase Apple computers. They still purchase expensive photography. They will forgo a lot of the other gadgets and gizmos that they would have bought. They'll just scratch that off their list in favor of you as a photographer. Um, so it's a very powerful thing. Now, the last thing to know about that is Neos are not some small group that are like hard to find. In fact, Neos make up 50% of the market, hmm. whereas traditionals also make up that other 50%. And again, I, like my experience was just, I never lived among those people. I didn't know they exist. And now that I know where to find them through, through marketing strategies, like the charities we're able to help, um, and, and a lot of other strategies, you find out, wow, these are neighborhoods I never walked through. These are places I never drove. Um, and it's amazing that they are out there in force and in, in great numbers. And they're desperate for someone to sell them artwork. They're desperate for someone to serve them and sell them something that they want. And oftentimes we're just not even offering it to them. And so they're walking away. And we don't realize that we just chased away the very best client we ever would have had because they didn't, they didn't understand the value we could provide. They didn't see us. We were basically charging too little. And so they knew that we wouldn't give them what, what all they really wanted from us. Yeah. It's fascinating, man. I love, I love that description between the two. Oh man, Philip, 
where can people find you online and find out more about uh, your whole process behind everything? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we have on Facebook, we have our Come Unity Photographers group, um, and it's, it's Come Unity. Um, so you, that's a great place. That's just our free um, gathering place, education space that um, Eileen and I are inside speaking all the time and, and interacting with everyone there who's all contributing so much. Um, so that's a great place to go first. Um, we have, if anyone wants to go into our uh, maximizing mini sessions course, we have a full online course that is um, the way that I guess m most of our students describe it is that it has become for them like a, our studio in a box. It's literally not just the ideas and all the videos teaching about all of our marketing strategies and mini sessions, sales strategies, online sales, all of that. But it's literally all of our templates and contracts and software with workflows and everything. So you can you can automate the whole process and just be the photographer, be the photographer, be the be the guide who who gives your client a great experience and helps walk them through uh, a connection point with their family or their senior session. Um, whatever genre you use many sessions for, we use them for all the genres. So that's a great place um, to dig in as well if you're really serious about doing this right now, we're actually creating, a, we've created a whole new marketing scheme that's specific to reopening um, as businesses from the shutdown reopen. Um, we're doing this one crazy thing that Eileen that and I, again, for everything, everything for us is an experiment. And so we experimented with, let's do this project. Let's do a project to help small businesses here in our community, which is a a lot of them are suffering just like everywhere. Let's help them. Let's also help a charity, a medical charity, frontline people. And, and at the same time, we'll be able to get back to work when we reopen through it. Um, and so it's been awesome. It's just the whole, every, because everyone's so excited about helping out there, it's unpaid free marketing that is just uh, going kind of viral with people spreading it. And so that's what we're talking about. And everyone's kind of building their campaigns right now inside the course. So yeah, Get, get on board with us on that, and we would love to, to meet more of you and, and kind of help you in these coming weeks through it. Awesome. Philip, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here and just giving us such clear, direct kind of knowledge as I've been kind of firing off these questions uh, of, of, of the differences, how people can actually go about doing this. And so I really hope people go uh, follow your community and keep learning from you, man. Absolutely. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate having the time with you, Ben. I'm missing your face in person, hopefully soon. Soon, soon, my friend, soon. Podcast listeners, thank you again for tuning in today. Please go, go and check out Community, uh, Philip Bloom, Eileen Bloom online as well, the Blooms. Uh, such an incredible uh, family that they have, incredible hearts, uh, something that the industry really needs right now. Um, listen, you guys, uh, th this, has been a, this has been a longer episode. This has been good. It's been a little bit longer, so I'm going to keep it real short. I'll see you in the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye.